you guys ever put butter in your coffee? Have you got have you done have you tried that yet? It's pretty good. You put butter in it, and then you put it in the blender, and it whip, whips it up into uh, like a creaminess. All right, welcome to <laughs> episode seventy-three. I haven't had coffee in like two weeks, um, so I wanted to try some uh, because you're, I'm because I'm, I'm tired. The life is making me tired. You guys ever have your feet hurt, and you realize that your feet just kind of hurt from being alive? You ever realize that? You ever have your feet just kind of sore one day and you're like, oh man, my feet hurt. Why do my feet hurt? And then you're like, oh, it's because I've been alive for a bunch of years. <laughs> you know what? You're just like, oh man, my, why do my feet? Oh, it's because I've been experiencing existence for a couple of years. Anyways, welcome to episode 73. Uh, episode 73. My voice is... is um, I'm losing my voice yet again. I think this happened on a previous show too. Um, I really need some vocal coaching or something, but I'm losing my voice. So we're going to be talking like a late night DJ on this show. I'm actually going to turn up the gain over here so that I don't have to talk that loud. There we go. Yeah, that's good. Um, this is going to be like an ASMR podcast. Hope you're ready for that. Hope you guys like my voice. I despise my voice. I truly don't like my voice. I don't know if anybody really enjoys the sound of their voice. I do not. Um, episode 73 brought to you by Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. Guys, said it once, say it again. Support the sponsor, okay? Not just because they support me and I support you, but because this actual product is something I take every day. Um, it's made with all seven forms of bioavailable magnesium. If you're taking a multivitamin, you probably only have one or two weak forms of magnesium. This one, I'm, I'm going to try to read them. Magnesium chelate, magnesium bisglycinate, uh, magnesium malate, magnesium orotate, magnesium torate, magnesium citrate, magnesium sucrumicyl magnesium, magnesium oxide, and vitamin B6. How fun is that? Um, huge help for muscle recovery. Also helps me ease into sleep naturally, uh, not like melatonin, which apparently you're really not supposed to, to, to be taken because it'll mess with your body's biorhythm. But magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella for 10% off. Get yourself a bottle. And, uh, you know, get yourself, get yourself laid or whatever. Um, guys, what's, what's cracking, dude? Got, what's cracking? Got some thoughts. We're going to go until I feel like my voice shouldn't go anymore. And I know I shouldn't be drinking coffee with a, um, with a lost voice, but need that energy, baby. I need that drug. I need that caffeine drug in my life. Uh, yeah, dude, today's video, uh, that drops today, which is Monday, the, what is uh, today is today is Monday the second, August second. Wow, we're already in August. It's crazy. This year is going by almost as fast as the pandy. Um, <clears throat> the today's video was fun. I feel like I'm gonna lose some people because of today's video. But um, if you guys got the joke, it's uh, kind of parodying Black Rifle Coffee, which is the unapologetically American uh, American-made coffee company. Um, which is also like a great company. I've had their coffee. It's very delicious. And they're, uh, uh, they seem like good dudes. I haven't met them yet, but have a potential opportunity to collab in the future, which hopefully comes to fruition. That would be dope. Um, the New York Times put out this huge article on them. I felt like the article was doing too much. First off, if, you're, if your main source of news is the New York Times, just on like a side piece note, if your main source of news is the New York Times, you got to reevaluate your life, dude, because 
the New York Times is 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 CNN in, uh, in in newspaper form, but now I don't even know if they make newspapers anymore. Um, I guess they do, but it's just like it's so obviously propagandized, and the headlines are all about like getting clicks so that their ad revenue can get boosted and putting like attention grabbing pieces of content behind a paywall that don't end up being fucking anything worth reading. Um, I know I'm blasting the New York times right now. Maybe that's a bad career move, but you know, they do a lot of good stuff too. There's me trying to save myself for in the future when they want to do an article on me. Uh, (laughs) But for real dude, like some people, I, I see people on my Facebook, uh, page that just always post links to New York times articles. And I'm like, dude, is that all you look at for your news? Like you can't only trust one or two or even three mainstream media sources. Like by now, everybody should know that mainstream media is garbage and is all in it for the money. It doesn't matter if it's CNN, Fox, MSNBC, fucking Newsmax, OAN, uh, uh, New York times, Washington post or whatever that one was. Dude, all these places are so so clearly have an agenda. Anyways, that New York Times article on Black Rifle Coffee uh, didn't really say anything too bad. I mean, the guy, the one, the founder was like, "Yeah, dude, if I could pay all the racist fu- racist uh, fucks, proud boy fucks, to get to stop drinking my coffee, I'd do that." But you know, he also has to sell coffee, so he's not going to actually kick anybody out of his fan base. But those guys seem cool. Seem like good dudes just have, you know, some thoughts on America, I guess, that people don't agree with, I guess. I don't even know what those thoughts are because they seem like pretty reasonable thoughts. Just, you know, don't don't take don't um, don't uh, diss don't diss the country and uh, don't, um, you know, try to take our guns. I still don't think anybody's really coming for your guns, though. Um but I understand the slippery slope argument. Sure, sure. Uh, anyways, Black Rifle Coffee. Shout out to those guys. So that the video I, I dropped today was a parody of them. Uh, it was just a super right-wing coffee company. It's called AK-47. Fuck you, coffee. Um, also, hey, uh, people... Dude, I got this email um, from somebody, a fan, I guess. Uh, just some random person emailed me. Like I deleted the email as soon as I read it, but it said like, Hey Brent, big fan of your comedy, but you do a disservice to me and yourself when you include cursing in your videos. It was like capital letters. She, the person was like cursing in your videos. When you curse, it's offensive to your like intellectual health and mine. The best comedians in the world never needed to curse. Um, and to that I say, well, you know, suck my fucking dick, you fucking cunt bitch fuck. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. What I just did was funny. There's a lot of cursing in in that joke right there. Um, so, you know, sorry to any any y'all god-fearing no no cursing people, but um curse words to me when used properly uh are funny and pack a punch that a regular word cannot pack. Which is why in today's video, AK-47, fuck you, Coffee Co. Imagine that video as AK-47, screw you, Coffee Co. Or really any other aggressively um, gun-related title that didn't have a curse word. Not as funny. 
Not as powerful as of a punch, you know? Um, so fuck all that shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll curse when it makes sense, dude. I'll curse when it makes sense. I'll also curse whenever I fucking want, dude. But uh, I try not to curse too much because I know my mom doesn't like it. Um. Anyways, where else are we, dude? I got to take a sip because of my throat. My, I can feel my throat, dude. Hang on one second. Yeah. You know, cursing is like... I, a buddy of mine makes comedy videos and refuses to put curse words in them. And um, that's fine to each their own. But to me, that's a that's a disservice to creativity when you stifle yourself or you censor um, yourself. You're, you're keeping yourself away from a laugh or a joke or a moment that you could find if you removed that censor. Whether that censor is for certain topics like politics or, you know, people who don't do polit- political humor or uh, if that censor is for curse words, or if that censor is for like you know sex-related jokes or um, sexual innuendos or scenes that have to do with sex and relationships, whatever. So different people have different uh, self-censoring practices. I don't have any. I, I I got rid of that shit. I got rid of I got rid of uh, all self-censorship. Um, because it's just I, I want to explore. I want to explore my own creativity. I want to explore. Um, what I can and can't make funny and what types of messages I, I, I can and can't portray in different ways. So if I had the self-censoring rule of no cursing and everything I did was PG 13, just wouldn't be as funny. Just wouldn't be as funny. Uh, that's true. This is just a belief of mine. Anybody who self-censors in any way, shape or form, um, isn't allowing themselves to reach their ultimate potential. And I'm talking about comedy. Um, but it's all good. Dude, okay. Here's... Oh, I'll get there in a minute. I don't want to talk about that yet. Well, I do. All right, here we go. We'll talk about it. Bro, I went to um, I went to Las Vegas last weekend with two of my best friends from home. We went uh, strictly to party. It was a great time. We had a wonderful time. Uh, we, we saw Cascade. And now one of my best friends from home is Cascade's number one fan, which is hilarious because if you met him, you wouldn't think he's a Cascade fan. Uh, but I was in a cab on the way back to the hotel. And I, it was just me and the cab driver. And Vegas doesn't have any um, mask requirements. Even in taxis. They, they just say it's recommended, recommended, whatever. But nobody's wearing them. Even taxi drivers aren't, weren't wearing them. And I got into this guy's cab. And he turns around. He's wearing a mask. And he hands me a mask. And I was like, oh, no, actually, uh, it's recommended in Vegas. I saw that it's recommended, so I'm, I'm actually good, but thank you. And he was like, no, 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 you, in my cab, you have to wear one. And he was, like, aggressive about it. And, dude, I was a little tipsy. It was, like, 4 in the morning, okay? It was fresh out of the club, fresh out of the club, all right? And I got into this argument with the guy because he, he was a dick, first and foremost. Like, if he, if he had said... Um, well, actually, I, I would really appreciate if you wear it. We're just five minutes away. Could you please put this on? I probably would have put it on because I was tired. I just wanted to go home. I would have put it on. I would have had no problem. But instead, he came at me like, no, you have to put it on because I don't want to catch anything from you. He was saying that type of shit, like, it, like right off the jump. And so I said, sir, are you vaccinated? And he was like, yes. And I said, well, then what do you have to, what are you worried about? Right? And... He was like, well, I could still catch it from you and, and I can give it to somebody else. And so I was like, well, then why are you mad at me and not the people who created the vaccine that does, that isn't giving you any 
protection. And we got into a conversation and he ended up like getting kind of embarrassed. And I felt bad because I, I, I came at him hot because he came at me hot. And I fucking hate talking about this shit, dude. This shit's over, man. All the numbers are, are 90% down or more, especially in California. And I'm talking about the U.S. Last I checked was like a week ago. Like it's just talking about this still is infuriating. It's so 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 crazy. Because I told this guy I was like, dude, if you if if you're vaccinated, and I'm vaccinated, let's say we're both vaccinated, would we still would we have to wear masks still? And he was like, yes, definitely, of course. And I was like, why? Why? Why, 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 why? And he said, well, we have to protect the people who are vulnerable. And I was like, okay, so so by that logic, we should wear masks forever. And he was quiet. And I was like, no, 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 tell me. Or do you want to wear a mask forever? I don't have a problem. Dude, I've never been an anti-mask person, except now I'm starting to fucking feel like it because it's just not making sense. But I'm not going to walk into Whole Foods without a mask and start a riot. I'm going to wear a mask to go get groceries. You want me to wear a mask at the restaurant to walk 10 feet and then sit down around 50 other unmasked people just because I'm at the table and COVID doesn't get you if you're sitting in your chair? I'll do that. Sure. Hey, where's the fucking science on that? Non-existent. But uh-oh, uh-oh, he's being, a, he's being a conspiracy theorist. Now he's a conspiracy theorist. That's how easy it is to write somebody off on the shit. Because nobody actually has a conversation. And when you do, you realize very quickly where the logic resides. Because that's what happened in this conversation. I said, yo, man, I am all for protecting the vulnerable, right? But not at the expense of the entire world's operation. Uh, uh, like, I, I don't, I'm not going to, that, and that's the thing. That's where people, that's the part of the conversation that people are scared to have, Right. Because as soon as you say something like that, it makes you seem like you have zero empathy for people who are maybe immunocompromised and can't get the vaccine, but still want to live their life, right? But does that mean that for that very small percent of people, everybody else should wear a mask 100% of the time, always and forever in, in public spaces? I'm talking about specifically restaurants, airplanes, the mall, grocery stores. So I would argue no. I would argue no, right? Because we, we've left the era of social responsibility and are now in an era of individual responsibility. But it's, again, as soon as you say that, it seems like you have no empathy for people who are maybe compromised a little bit. But I do. Of course, I, of course, dude. There's people in my life very close to me who are immunocompromised. And I don't want them to, to catch the shit. Of course not. It's obviously worse than the flu. It's obviously more contagious. It obviously has worse symptoms and kills at a higher rate. That's all science. What else is science is that we, the vaccine has been out for six months and it has a high 99 point whatever percent chance of protecting you from any symptoms or death, right? From severe symptoms or death, right? And so we, I, I, I disagree wholeheartedly that we should be wearing masks in all public spaces forever just to protect a very small percentage of people. Instead, I would argue that we need to put more effort into other ways to protect those people because the fucking mask is not the trophy. The mask is not on the pedestal of the thing that's going to solve everything. 
Wearing a mask at the airport ain't go fix everything, dude. It's just not. So why are we not? Well, also, and then the other part of this, of course, is that they still refuse to share demographics of people that are testing positive and the rates of asymptomatic positive uh, uh, tests. People that people who test positive that are asymptomatic, right? We have no idea. We don't know. All we know is, oh, there's a huge new spread in Massachusetts. Oh, no, a huge new spread after this big event. Huge new cases exploding all across Delaware or whatever the fuck. But what they don't say, what they don't say is who's test, who? The demographic. Give me the demographic of people and give me the asymptomatic numbers, okay? Because when you test, and I'll and hang on, fucking people who want to argue with me, there's when you get the COVID test, you put whether or not you've had symptoms, right? So all the people who put no or mild and then test positive should be followed up with for like two weeks after that by whoever the testing center is. I don't know if they have the manpower or what, but again, that's the, the place where resources need to go so that we can actually have some scientific data because if we follow up with those people who, who are asymptomatic or mild symptoms, they test positive. They get followed up with every two days for two weeks and maybe they're still asymptomatic or still have mild symptoms and then they test again and they're negative, right? Well, then what percentage of the population is that? Because if we knew that, maybe fucking, you know, Chad and Karen on Twitter wouldn't be yelling at people to wear a mask at Whole Foods as much and wouldn't be screaming about the terrible Delta variant. But we don't know that because we're not putting in enough resources because it's easier for the people in charge to put out blanket regulations to cover everything with no thought to contextualized evidence. Right? Where was it? Where was I going with that? I have no idea. Why did I start talking about this? Oh, because of the fucking taxi driver. Also, because, um, because uh, I, I posted a couple of Instagram stories um, a few days ago. There was a video Michael Rappaport did, uh, who I love, by the way. He's a hilarious comedian. He, he was talking about how now so many vaccinated people are testing positive for COVID, and that's making us shut down again. And there's an, there's an argument out there well, that's like, well, the vaccinated people wouldn't be testing positive if everybody was vaccinated. How do you know that? There's zero science for that. Okay. Vaccinated people can spread it. Unvaccinated people can spread it. All right. But what they're not sharing is the percentage of those vaccinated people that didn't have any fucking symptoms, dude. In which case the vaccine is working. So why are you adding more mandates if vaccinated people are testing positive but are asymptomatic, right? Also, we're like six months into having the vax. If you haven't gotten it by now, you know the risk. Why are we protecting people who haven't gotten it by now and know the risk, right? And I'm talking very generally. I know there's a lot of people who, who want it but haven't gotten it yet because of time and schedule and travel and availability. I don't know any of that. I don't know nothing about that. Um, it's my gut instinct that a majority of people who haven't gotten the shot yet ain't going to get it, okay? And those people know the risk. Let them know the risk, dude. Let them know the risk. I posted a couple of Instagram stories about this a few days ago. One was a screenshot of a Tim Dillon tweet saying, uh, the CDC now recommends that even 
that people should continue to get the vaccine even if they are already getting the vaccine. Keep the shot in your arm. <laughs> so something like that. Dude, that man is funny as fuck. Tim Dillon is so funny. And so I posted that as a screenshot. I posted this Michael Rappaport video um, to my Instagram story. And the uh, amount of views on the Instagram story were three times more than what I usually get on an Instagram story. Now, this has happened before when I post something about COVID. The views on the story are way more. And if you're on Instagram, every if you're not on Instagram, what happens is there's little circles on top of the screen to let you know that somebody has posted a story. But you don't know what they've posted yet. You just know that, oh, Brent Pella posted a story. And you can either click on it or not. And what they do based on the algorithm, based on who you watch, is they'll bump people to the top left part of your screen based on how often you interact with their content, right? So if you interact with my content a lot, then you're going to see my little story uh, circle pop up toward the front. If you don't interact with my content a lot, then my story bubble, you're going to have to swipe to find it. And no one really swipes through stories. So I have a theory, right? That whenever you post COVID shit to your Instagram story, the algorithm clocks it because they put that little, like for more information about COVID-19 swipe up, they put that little bubble on it. But the, the algorithm can clock when you're posting something to your story about COVID. So they automatically shift you to the front of everybody's fucking page. And that is weird to me. If true, very weird. And it's happened twice now where I've posted a couple stories about COVID and gotten triple the amount of views that I usually get on a story. And I think it's because the algorithm is favoring shit about COVID, which I don't like because it's keeping the shit in the conversation. It's keeping, it wants us to be talking and talking and talking. And all these social media companies know that all the, the hot conversations and the fucking riffs and the arguments online are about COVID and the vaccine. And so they're controlling the conversation simply by keeping the conversation going and facilitating the conversation. And it's causing a, a really like a mental unwell, just a general sense of unwellness is what I can feel with people. And, and it's translating into, it's translating into real life because a buddy of mine was shooting with us. Uh, he was going to come shoot a video with us the other day. And he called me and he was like, hey, man, have you been tested recently? And I said, no. What? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm vaccinated, but I just just was wondering because like, you know, we're going to be shooting together. And like, I, I know you've been out of town recently. I was like, dude, you're vaccinated. What the fuck? Bro, and I'm, again, I'm not anti-vax. I'll, I'll get the shit if, if needed, whatever. You know, I'm not going to not go to Italy ever again. But right now it hasn't made sense. And, or maybe I won't. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. How about that? We'll leave you on a fucking cliffhanger. Huh? People in the future watching this, trying to decide whether or not to hire me. How about that? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Oh, maybe I would get it. Maybe I'll never get it. <gasps> Ooh, how do you feel about that? Fucking intern scrubbing through my podcast episodes, trying to decide whether or not the movie studio should give me $20 million to make a movie. How about that? Huh? How's that make you feel? A little uncomfortable, huh? But you're laughing a little bit, but you're also like, shit, should I show this to my boss? Ha <laughs> ha. So he said that and I was like, dude, drop it. <laughs> literally, literally fucking drop it, dude. Because what's happening on social media is they're, they're pouring this shit 
into our minds and then we're regurgitating it back in real life and people's entire identity is becoming COVID. And I, there's an argument to be made that part of my identity has become the shit because it's, I'm dedicating almost this entire episode to talking about it. And that's true. And that's true. But at least I'm, 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 I'm trying to work through these thoughts instead of automatically aligning my sensibilities with what one side of the argument has to say without looking at the other. I'm, re- I'm trying to actively think the shit through and see what lands logically and see what's based in science and reason, not what's based in emotion and general blanket mandates that make a leader look good. Does that make sense? So just don't make the shit your identity, dude. That's that's my best advice. Don't make don't ask, quit asking people if they've been vaxxed. Quit fucking asking people if they've been tested. You know what I mean? Stop telling people to pull their mask up above their nose. Don't uh, just don't make it don't make it your identity. It's inhuman to make the shit your identity. It's as inhuman as and wearing a mask is honestly inhuman. It just is. Again, I'll wear it to the store. I get the science behind how it protects against shit. I understand that shit. But if you're going to sit there and tell me that you're comfortable wearing a mask forever and back in 2019 you had never worn a mask before, you've been conditioned 100%. You've been conditioned into the belief that wearing a mask is a natural normal part of life now. And it's just not. Because uh, what, what is it, like 80%, 90% of communication is physical? Your facial expression? I feel like I'm talking to a robot every time I talk to somebody in a mask. I don't know who this person is. Do they have lips? Do they have lips? Do you have lips? I can't tell. It's inhuman. You want to, I'm not going to shame you. You want to wear a mask forever, dude? Go for it. I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to roll down my window and yell at you if you're walking your dog down the street in the middle of broad daylight with no one around. You're wearing a mask like a fucking idiot. I'm not going to call you a fucking idiot. Although what you're doing is clearly against science. I'm not going to call you an idiot though. I'm going to let you do you. And I'm going to respect your choice to wear a mask forever. And that's fine. But I'm going to say right now on the Brent Pella Show podcast to my 37 and a half listeners, that is just naturally not, it's not human. It's not natural, dude. It's just not. And I, I, I just hope that we get some semblance of reality back sooner rather than later. That's what I hope. What else, dude? Oh man. Where where are we at? How long did that take? Oh Jesus. All right. Hang on. I also take the Lord's name in vain a lot, I realized. Um, depending on who your Lord is. Um I take the Lord's, I take Lord's, I'm talking, when, when I say the Lord, I'm talking about singer, songwriter, Lord. I take her name in vain a lot. <laughs> That's funny. That could be a funny, uh, funny video. Let me write that down. Take the Lord, take Lord's name in vain. She's got to make new music though for me to make that happen. I'm going to write it down. Take, take Lord's. Lord's name in vain. Okay. None of y'all take that. Don't, don't make a video of that. Don't steal that shit. That's Brent Pella copywritten. Um, what else we got, bro? What else we got coming up, man? I got so many shows coming up. I really hope I see y'all out there, man, especially podcast listeners. Anybody who listens to the podcast is like a true homie. That's, that's true fam shit right there. Um, cause you guys get to see inside my mind, dude. 
seen South by Maya. So if you come to a show, tell me you listen to the podcast and we'll fucking hug it out because you guys have, have been on this ride with me at least for one episode, which would be this episode. Um, I am in New York. Fuck, man. Come to these shows. New York. I'm headlining on Sunday, August 8th at Old Man Hustle in Brooklyn, New York at 8 o'clock. Old Man Hustle. Brooklyn, New York. Old Man Hustle is the venue. Brooklyn, New York is the city. Brent Pella is the guy that's going to be headlining that show. First time headlining in New York ever. Second time performing in New York ever. Please come to that. Uh, After that, I will be going to Rhode Island to visit my loud, insane Italian family for a couple of days. And then I'm going to San Francisco to open for J.P. Sears August 12th, 13th, and 14th. Unless the Gav man pulls some dumb shit. Um... Then I'm going to a music festival. Then I'm going. Then I'm going to the Tacoma Comedy Club on Thursday, August 26th. That's going to be a banger. Very excited for that. September 2nd is a Thursday. Oklahoma City Bricktown Comedy Club on September 2nd. Thursday, September 2nd, Oklahoma City. Followed by the third and the fourth of September at Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin. And then Sacramento, Sacramento, baby. Wednesday, September 8th. At the Punchline in Sacramento. Come to that. That's going to be fire. I'm trying to make some new merch for that too, uh, which would be fun. Um, Man, I'm excited for that. And come, dude, these one-nighter shows, like this random Thursday, random Sunday, random Wednesday. I got another Sunday, September 12th at Cobbs in San Francisco. I'm headlining that. Come, come, come to that. And tell all your friends and family. Here's the thing. I've said this before. I'll say it again. These one-night shows are so important. Because if I can show, A, not only that I'm good, but I'm not worried about doing good. I'll, I'll be fine. But I, I want to show that that I can get people to the venue, that I, I have people who support. And I can show the booker and the owner and the manager that I can do that and have them say like, oh, this guy is like, oh, okay, people actually like him. Let's bring him back for a full weekend. That's the goal. And that's the part where y'all come in. Okay. The part where I come in is I make a um, hundred videos a year for free and I eat hard boiled eggs five nights a week because I can't afford good dinner because I'm working on my craft. And then the part where you come in is you watch all that shit for free and then you come see a show and buy a ticket and come in and then boom, once that shit happens and those two things unite, we all rise together. You understand? So come see a show, dude. Brentpella.com slash shows for tickets and uh, new shows being added all the time. And um, that's it, man. If you guys need a break from reality for a bit, I highly recommend going back and watching all of the Between Two Ferns episodes on YouTube with Zach Galifianakis. Some of the funniest content and uh, most hilarious delivery of any jokes or... Um, uh, funny, one, some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen, ever of all time. Uh, I'm so happy my um, my voice made it through this 30 minute episode, and I'm happy you were here for it too. Thanks for listening to me rant. Feel free to leave all your uh, fucking COVID arguments in uh, in the comment section. I I literally read every comment um, because I'm mentally unwell. Also, but I love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for chilling, and uh, I'll see you at a show, and I'll see you right here next week, baby. Peace. Thank you.